This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse Nerds. Be with me, my baby Jesus. <laughs> Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you DCEU fans. And boy, do I mean the full DCEU. <laughs> I'm Joanna Schwartz and never Krupnik. And I'm Brian Diebeard Plopsky, and we could not be happier that you stopped spreading that Aquaman rumor to join us today. <laughs> today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be sharing some big gulps, making fart noises while we discuss the final episode of Peacemaker Season 1, It's Cow or Never. And before we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling like a lot of stuff from Peacemaker, this episode, DC, um, just a ton of stuff. So, um, you know, be aware, be vigilant, vigilant, vigilant. Be prepared. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that has been your spoiler alert alert. Never apologize for a Lion King reference. Uh, okay, never will I again. Never will I again. No, um, especially with that trained BFA voice. Oh, God, please. Uh, thank you, but please thank you. Um, so, wow. I mean, well, well, do we, we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Okay, go on. What? Well, we, we, before we talk about the elephant in the room, the whale, uh, the great white oh, whale. Oh, you need my passport, room, don't you? I need, to see, I need to see your DCEU passport. How many batarangs does yours have? Uh, uh, you'll actually have to remind me. Is it four? <laughs> Three? Uh, you, it gets you less have, and less every time. No, you have four. I have seven. You have four. Uh-huh. All, All right. right. Cool. Now, we're through. Stamp, we're in. Uh, that's, what, that's what the custom <laughs> sounds like. I don't know if I... Um, yeah, so, uh, okay. This was episode eight, the finale of Peacemaker. Um, peak DC, in my peak James Gunn, in my opinion. Um, uh, you start. What did you think? What did you think? What did you I think? I mean, I just think this is like the perfect show. I, I have, I just don't, I don't have anything really bad to say about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have, no notes. Yeah, tentative, no notes. I just like, Okay, elephant in the room. Um, I audibly gasped when I mean when they. So when uh, I'm, I'm talking, of course, about the reveal of the shadowed, well, two out of four shadowed Justice Leaguers um, at the end. I, I, I when he when she says it to her mom on the phone at the beginning, I was like, I want to say Chekhov's Justice League, but like they're not going to do it, and they probably it a joke. Are, yeah, right. totally. Clearly, they can't do that. Like this is. Dink, rinketing show they would ne- like this is peacemaker no 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 and when it happened and the way that it happened like you guys are late you fucking dickheads it was, it was so, so good. good i do want to say that unfortunately i was scrolling tiktok follow us on tiktok <gasps> Uh, the Nerdverse pod, and I saw a meme that was like oh. all of all of Ezra Miller's um, flash appearances, and one of them was Peacemaker. And I got, I was like, motherfucker. Um, oh, however, Brian. I did I did not know it was four of them, and I did not know Jason Momoa was also going to be in it. So that was a nice surprise. Um, yeah, 
but I will say that it's it's um it was awesome. I loved it. Um, I want more. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I'll say it one more time. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I want to see him as Superman more. I really like, I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but I, I really like um, the Superman that Zack Snyder directed, uh, Man of Steel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it has its flaws, but I really like the vignettes of him growing up. I think it's very emotional. Um, I really enjoy that movie. Um, and I like Henry Cavill whenever he is playing Superman um, a lot. Um, obviously, the reason that Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa were in this is because they're filming their movies when this was being filmed. So, like, they had the costume. It wasn't a big deal. Like, they, they're never in the same, like, shot together, like, convincingly. So, like, clearly they're just being filmed separately or whatever it was. And that's fine. Well, I have a little intel about that. I read an interview oh, with do? James Gunn. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, so I, cool. I, I read an interview with James Gunn that said that he had known Jason Momoa for a while. So he, he that was getting him to come wasn't wasn't super hard. He knew that Jason was probably going to do it early on. Ezra mm-hmm. came in as more of a surprise. He found out through a couple of his friends that Ezra Miller like really liked his movies. And so he reached out and he was like, do you want to do this? And he said, yeah. So they were lucky with just the two of them. Um, and he he just, he loved getting, like letting them, he loved getting Aquaman to say the F word. Like that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was really, what something he said was that there are Ezra outtakes for like, he uh, he says it's like the greatest thing he like has on film. He went on for like 30 minutes, Ezra did. He hadn't seen the show. He just, he, she, uh, James Gunn just showed him the scene of, uh, you know, both of them walking away and he kept calling Harcourt like the little blonde boy. <laughs> and he said it's just the funniest outtakes and they're like uh. really hoping that they'll release that on HBO Max. But what was funny is that Marvel shot it for them. Um, Wait, what do you mean? So they shot it on the set um, and with the crew of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, oh. they were kind of, you know, paying them back because DC, the guy that plays Mern, they used the Peacemaker crew to shoot his screen test for Guardians 3 because maybe he's going to. Oh, yeah. well, I know. I know he's in Guardians 3. Yeah, I didn't so re- that's DC, so interesting. Yeah. So they kind of were just paying each other back. But isn't that so funny? Like he did not that's know awesome. he, that Ezra would do it. And yeah, I really hope we see those outtakes. So that's that's really cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I just, I freaking loved because uh, when, you know, they're shadowed and they, he walks through and I'm like, this is so funny. Like, it's like a joke because they couldn't actually get them very yeah, dead cool. Like, or, like, or like at the end of Shazam where you, you only see Superman from the neck down. Oh, totally. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it really is him. It's just that so good. Awesome. And I just love I did mention, I said to Justin, I was like, wait, why wouldn't Batman be there? And he said maybe because like Batman can't get there that fast because he's not that kind of superhero. But can Aquaman just show up like on a wave? What does he do? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No no answer. I mean, that was clearly like, that was probably the coolest part to me of the whole episode just because (laughs) I love when it just puts you inside of something else i don't know yeah i was just thinking during watching this like i really i think we talked about this i read more dc comics growing up than i read marvel comics growing up like i'm obsessed with green lantern i love green lantern i'll show you this here's my jessica cruz dia de los muertos 
um, Green Lantern uh, oh. pop, Funko Pop. Like, I love Green Lantern. I have all of, I have a ton of the Hell Jordan comics, Kyle Rayner. I, I have the Fridge comic that, like, Fridging is based on. Like, wow. I, I love I love all the stuff. I read Identity Crisis. Like, I read all of that stuff. Um, uh, and even going back further than that, like all the Flash stuff, all, uh, all tons of Batman stuff, All-Star Batman. Like, I just love All-Star Superman. Um, I love all that. Red Sun, all that stuff. Um, and and I just love DC stuff, even though, like, I've gotten more... I, I got more into Marvel in college with, like, Jay and Gary Tron, who you've heard on this podcast. Um, but... And I always read Marvel. Don't get me wrong. Like, Ultimate Spider-Man's, like, my favorite thing. I, I, you know, I've read all the Civil War, even further back than that, all the X-Men stuff, like, Days of Future Past, all that stuff. I love it. Um, You're saying things I know nothing about. <laughs> um but I don't know. It just whenever I see the Justice League, I just get I just get excited. I get more excited to even though I like the Avengers better on film and whatnot. Like I just get so excited with those characters. Like, am I super pumped for the um for the Flash movie? Yeah, absolutely. Oh like, yeah. Like I, I'm I'm super excited. So um, I just wish we got more. I feel like Henry Cavill was just getting his teeth into it, and I, yeah. and I I really hope. I mean, I don't think we've we have heard that there's going to be like another with him but and i don't know that i need to see any more of the Zack snyder universe um, no i'm done with that yeah i'm done totally. with that but but i'm not I done mean, with those actors playing those characters no as so can you think they can shift to like yeah i mean what I, if I we get see. yeah if, if they can make thor into what thor is now like i i don't see any problem with them just like like just softening up some of that stuff or just like, and not even making it funny or comedic or whatnot, but like you can tone, you can tone them differently. But can they just jump worlds? Like what if we love, what what if we love the Battinson and we, can we, we can't put, like we can't just say, "Eh, we're going to take our best favorites. We're going to put, you know, Momoa with Rob Pattinson. Like we can't, you can't just do that. Right. Cause it's different worlds. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, who knows after this Flash movie, whatever they're gonna do? Because you know it's mean? such a, it's that that's just such a disappoint that that's such a disappointing thing about not having someone to be cons- like to run this DCEU consistently. Because then you're gonna get these great characters, and you can never put them together because they're in different tangents of the universes. It's just it's really frustrating. Because I don't want to get my favorite Batman all alone in a world, and then get my favorite Superman all alone in this world. Yeah, I just want them to be able to jump around, uh, you know, the way Marvel can do it because they've kept it consistent the whole time. Yeah, I, I mean that's just the difference between the two. We'll see of how they continue it if they want to continue it. Um, I, I think that the Flash is going to answer a lot of those questions for us. I'm um, very excited for Flash. Yeah, so am I. Um, but let's get back to uh, to this Peacemaker. TV show. Um, what did you like about this episode? What did you not like about this episode? Um, oh, we should mention that it was it was. Um, uh, renewed for a season two. So we are yes. getting a season two of Peacemaker, which I'm yes. super, which I would have before starting this season, I would have never said like, I'd be this excited for a season. two. Absolutely not. No, it's such a, it was such a welcome, welcome bit of news. And I have, you know, a couple thoughts about what could lead into season two, but okay. I'm curious what yours are. Um, but yeah, so this episode was great. I feel like everything was answered. Um, things got a little confusing toward the end where, 
you know, the butterfly, well, very stressful first. Oh, for, okay. Well, hold on. First thing was cool was watching them like kick ass in the field with the theme song. That was awesome. That needle that drop was, was spectacular. Awesome. They look, they were so good. I mean, Vig for how, wh- how psychotic he is, is so good at fighting. And Chris is so good. And Harcourt, we know, is total badass and good. So that was really amazing. And then it quickly was very scary. Um, the butterfly is just like flying loose. Just I'm yeah. so worried. And then, of course, that does almost happen. And watching her and Vidge get taken down was like really, really hard to watch and sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are they going to do this? They're such, they're such good characters. I guess I didn't – there wasn't a moment where I was like, we're going to watch them die. I, I thought that would just be too yeah. hard. But I got to say, Amelia did not look like she was going to make it how much we saw her get hit. Mm-hmm. And how long she was on the ground. Yeah. Um, and seeing Adebayo run out was, like, awesome. Yeah, because they make that comment early in the series where, like, she is a sharpshooter. She is good with that. It's just that she doesn't have the emotional, like, apathy or whatever you need for it to, like, be able to kill somebody else. Um, or the lack and- of apathy. Yeah, yeah, or the lack of apathy. Like she no. doesn't, she feels too much to just kill random people. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and but like we actually see her skills. Like, cause she, if Amanda Waller's her mom, she was definitely raised a specific way. Obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was good. I think that. Um, I think the idea of her finding another family on top of the one she has was really interesting. I don't, I, I still don't think that her whole plot line was well fleshed out throughout the whole season. I think her character was better fleshed out and the performance that, um, was given, um, was better than the character was written. Um, but I don't think the character's written like super poorly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I love Danielle Brooks. I think she's really good. Sometimes I think that she's just, that the she's just herself on camera, um, which is fine, and not everyone can actually do that convincingly. But um, so I, I still don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm glad to have you know, like, of another representation of a of a loving relationship on camera that's not heterosexual. Um, so I'm totally sure. totally glad for that. Um, yeah. But you know, I just was, I still it want it to just- be fleshed out. It was just as underwritten as most um, heterosexual relationships <laughs> are too. So. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, some, I, yeah, uh, I wish they got a little bit of a better right. But yeah, um, same. yeah. So I really liked that. I I loved how you know Chris's past was stitched into a lot of his motivation. This episode, finally, we got yes. you know at the very beginning we get that he he won. He you know this was all because he's sort of trying to make right by what he did and Mm -hmm. Adebayo's like that's like actually very stupid (laughs) it's not your fault like that's dumb and then all the way to the end with the vow um those threads were sort of found really nicely the -hmm. only thing that was kind of weird was you know when the butterfly gets out the butterfly at the end we're assuming is goff right it is yes right so it's goff but like they don't have the cow anymore so is he just like 
letting him spend out the rest of his days <clears throat> with the little gooey is left. Like, yeah, I mean, there were also some barrels left. Like, you know, so I'm uh, wondering, I don't know, maybe he gained a respect for him by him making that. Maybe the golf butterfly gained a certain respect for him. Well, that's definitely true because they bonded. Yeah. They talked about the piece. And I guess he wasn't mad that, like, he said he kind of he reneg- knows- he reneged, like, he killed their cow in the end. I guess golf was, like, over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely there was a leap there to believe what was happening there. But I like the idea that after everything that happened in this episode, um, him reconnecting with Autobio and feeling OK about their relationship and the forgive forgiveness there, um, Autobio kind of making good by kind of outing the Suicide Squad and Argus um, on TV, um, like the group coming together and really forming that bond and all of that. I found all of that really nice. Um and I and that last shot of him sitting on his trailer's porch, just mm. feeling a little bit more whole than he did when he first started this season. Um, you know, he's got Eagly, he's got Goff. Again, I, I just made the, there's a leap there that needs to be made um, narratively. No, I um, think it is supposed to be Goff. Yeah. Um, oh no, I definitely think it's supposed to be Goff. I'm just talking about like narratively, like how, why would he trust him? You know, why wouldn't he just like oh yeah, jump no, into his mouth? You're probably right. I I yeah. think. I think that him being haunted by his dad is going to carry into for a while. It's a repercussion of everything that's happened. Yeah. And I like that. But I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because one, it gives you Roger Pat Robert Patrick in season two, which I, I love exactly. Robert Patrick. Two, I think it's also symbolic. It's a visual symbolism of the fact that like no matter how much you change that little thing is always still with you, whether it's your racist, horrible upbringing, whether it is the vow that you take, whether it is, you know, you know, like the loss of a loved one, like it's all still going to be there with you. And I like the idea that like, it's just something that he needs to balance in his inner life. Um, Yeah. I I appreciate that, that the show is doing this and his emotional journey just didn't stop with him killing his dad. There's a reason why in the previously on, they showed his breakdown after he killed his father. Yeah. Um, I, I thought all of that was wonderful. I even thought that the the plot device of like um, uh, them telling the fact that the butterflies were actually trying to like save the world in some ways was, yeah. was a fascinating bit. But also like here's the thing. Just like Peacemaker, as they mentioned in the episode – they killed hundreds, if not thousands of people by burrowing into their skulls um, to help the greater good, similar to the vow that Peacemaker took that obviously this is very clearly stated in the episode. Um, I'm just recapping um, that like he took a vow to do anything for peace and they're kind of doing the same thing. But the thing that Peacemaker has learned that the butterflies necessarily haven't learned is that like, you know, about the idea of like family and, and, and just like, you know, his reasoning to Autobio at the end when he was just like, um, I knew that if I helped them, they would kill all of you. And like, that's not something he could live with. Right. And it. also people, you know, this this is a classic trope, which is that people like people should be able to make their horrible, stupid, pointless decisions because it's like that's that's their right. And, you know, that is he didn't want, you know, as Autobio later says, like a weird bug overlord to run their lives that wouldn't be good either (laughs) even as screwed up as our world is um for all the reasons that goff so eloquently puts which is all very true um which i was like okay so this is 
quite quite a good commentary on on our society. Um, so yeah, I really I really appreciated that. Um, I loved the stuff with Harcourt. You know that he stuck by her at the hospital, mm. and they didn't go crazy with it. It just like a simple tear from her, like I heard you were here for days, and yeah. and her slowly in PT, which looks like it's going to be a very slow recovery. And we know how much of a badass she is, so that was really hard to see. Um, yeah, but I loved that, and even seeing Judo Master at the end. Like we think of Judo Master as this like little shit who doesn't care any about anything, but. He's not just a little jerk. Like, he does care about things. So I, I bet there's going to be more of him later. Um, yeah, I would think so, too. And I think that, like, I, I I definitely think that he was all in on their plan to kind of help the world in their own way. Um, sure. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, it was just, like, disappointing for him because he wants a better world. Um, and but yeah. he's on the – he'll do it anyway. He's got to get it. Yeah. And I, I – back to the ghost of Augie, I, I like that it led to finding the helmet – so I don't know Same. if that's like going to be useful later. Maybe that's going to be the good with the bad or something, but that was really cool. So I hope that that's somehow it guides him, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm not going to sympathize with Augie for a second and no, like thank no. him for anything, but that but could also, be a this cool is, thing. But I'm also interested to see how this is Augie, meaning that this is not actually Augie. This is his memory of his dad and what True. And so I'm, I'm wondering how this characterization of this of this person will differ from what we saw actually in these other episodes when he was still alive i'm yeah. fascinated to see kind of the differences that they choose um you know maybe not making him as racist in his own like you know, in, in terms of like outwardly disgusting and not sim- not as a sympathizing, not a character to sympathize with, but just making it less jarring, if that makes sense. Totally. I don't know. No, that's that's a really good point. Um, and speaking of, <laughs> I love that we got the dye beard origin story. That part from of the episode. That was so heartbreaking and good that broke my heart that was actually my favorite part of the episode i i that's a that's a big one the the um jennifer holland uh single tier justice league and the economist mm-hmm. origin story of the beard i think were my three favorite moments yeah. although i did love when he got his little photo out at the end and he's like chuckling to himself with the 11th street kids yeah so to me economist is the six in a microcosm economist is the success of this series and i say that in terms of he was never like a he is one of the leads on the show or so he's a supporting character he's featured quite a bit they never really like dig into him but his all the little jokes and the side pieces that he's a part of like you know him kind of starting as like a little bit of a loser and or everyone seeing him as that but then he like he kills all of the Nazi characters. He kills the gorilla. Like he's like coming into his own. He's a badass in this episode in terms of his ability to lie, but he's still himself. He throws up. Um, but then, you know, all the times that Peacemaker has made fun of him and we take it as a joke or whatever it is, like kind of comes to a head. And I feel like James Gunn does this just very well in general with a mm. lot of characters in all of his movies. But that moment just really hit hard. It's just this guy he's just a person he's just a person being underpaid who's very good at his job 
you just just wants uh, just wants friends or or a family or someone to love him and it was just so deeply sad and vulnerable and and happy and wonderful all at the same time and what really sells that moment is not only Steve AG's um uh performance but also the reactions from uh yeah. John Cena and um Jennifer Holland like like yeah. all of that really created such a a glow and all the build up to that moment really created such a glorious sequence. Yeah, and 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 perfectly balanced with a tiny bit of comedy afterwards just to level it out. Yeah. It's for just sure. yeah, he, it's really man, I mean, James Gunn um he's not he's definitely a flawed human, but he really has done such good stuff with what he takes on. <laughs> well, I think I do not know James Gunn personally. Um, no, nor do I. Okay. Uh, okay. As long as we got <laughs> that, we established that. Yeah. Uh, but I. <laughs> but I. Something I do want to say about it is that, like, listen, James Gunn came up in trauma, and all of his movies are just kind of like from from that kind of style of movie are just like there's they're gross they're they're overly you know it is what it is their tone um, in terms of what they do gratuitous <laughs> violence and gore yeah yeah totally and. He has grown as a filmmaker, and it also seems like he has grown as a person and learned from his mistakes. And a lot of his movies reflect that. A lot of his movies, most of his movies, reflect the idea of, in terms of theme, um, reflect the ideas of, like, character growth. Like, actually learning and it sticking with you. Um, finding a family that isn't your own, that isn't blood family, it's your found family. Like, every single one of, like... I mean, name any of his movies, and that's a part of it, whether it's Slither or whether it is Guardians of the Galaxy or Suicide Squad or this. Um, you know, there's just so much that it seems like he pulls from his own learning experiences in life. So when he says that he has changed as a person, at least incrementally, um, I, I totally believe that because it's 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 conveyed in his art. Um, and it is. And it makes me feel so deeply for what he's doing in these characters that, like, if he's lying about it, like, like, well done, my friend. Because, like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. I just, I really like his art. Yeah. I, I really hope he continues to make for both Marvel and the DCEU because I I don't want to lose him. Like, I don't want him to have so much fun over in DC land that he's like, nah, I don't need to go to Marvel. Well, I, like, this we series... Need him. This series, like on that point, this series makes me even more excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three than I was, and I'm that I was still super excited for. Not only that, but the Christmas special they're doing, the holiday special they're doing for oh, yeah. um, for uh, Disney Plus. Like, I can't wait for all of this stuff. I'm super pumped for all of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and not just because I love Marvel, but because I love. James Gunn's point of view. Yeah. And what he he's really, willing to do. He really takes, um, you know, he takes these characters that are sort of plucked from, uh, you know, the, a crowd that you don't really pay much attention to. And he just builds this entire story. It's usually about found family, which I love. Mm. I love any theme that has to do with that. Mandalorian is similar. Just that whole thing of, of like the family that you Harold, find along the way. Harold yeah. Potter. Yeah, it, it really it really uh, resonates with me. So, have you heard of him, yeah. Harold? Harold Potter. I have heard of Harold Potter. Uh, he's he is the uh, 
He is the elder statesman uh, adult form of a Mr. Harry Ed Potter, I think is who you're referring to. Elder statesman, yeah, yeah. Not Um, an elder, an elder wand statesman. An elder wand statesman. Oh, good on, good on. Um, Yeah, but I love this show. I think it's it's damn near perfect. It's exactly what I needed, and I love watching it every week. It's not that complicated, but it's so funny, and I, I really like John Cena in this role, too. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't even take notes this week, honestly. I just enjoyed it. I was along for the ride. I thought that the um, it was still funny. Like, the helmet stuff, through, like, yeah. all this was really funny. Eagly trying to help. And just... <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> what else, I mean, uh, like, oh, also, we got a Viola Davis cameo, which we I was... We sure uh, did. Yeah. She's alone um, in a room, but we got her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um uh, that I also was, um, you know, all the farting stuff at the beginning was so stupid. Like the so thing good. is, he's still a child. At the end, he's still blowing up cars with his friend. But yeah. like, he's he's a more adult. He just he just he, he's more empathetic, and um, I appreciate like that journey. But like, man, this episode was really funny with the sarcasm stuff, which we'll get to. Oh God, the get- Green Arrow bit. Oh, the Green Arrow bit. All of that stuff. It just like still makes me laugh. I know. And, and the the, the the humor got less vulgar or less um, racist and less um, uh, uh, stereotypical as yeah. the episodes went on, which I also think tracks, one, you get rid of the um, the racist characters, but it also tracks with how he's changing. And I, I, appreciated, um, I appreciated that. Yeah, because if you recall, like the first episode, we were talking about all the nudity that we were like, oh, this is sure to come. Like, please, let's not make this just, Mm -hmm. you know, we wanted equal opportunity for genitalia for both the sexes, you know, but that wasn't even a thing. I mean, I'm so glad. I mean, they didn't have time to get into all that. But Mm -hmm. I I, the things that I thought might happen, the the bad things did not like we got through that super fast they never did the whole like the amelia stuff is a slow burn of course i love romance in whatever form it takes so like i'm for it i don't think it needs to happen and i i'm glad they didn't really touch too much into it this season but i'm not gonna be upset if it happens later i think it's gonna be a funny romance if it does happen like i think she's still gonna be like you're so annoying stop like fucking up your piece of shit but like i love you so i think it's never gonna be like some sappy horrible thing but they but they might get together they earned it. If they decide yeah. to do something about it next season, I feel like they earned it, one. But two, because because they made these characters respect each other. Exactly. Before they get into any of the romantic stuff. And, and they're a team and they're partners. And I appreciate that before they, like, jumped into bed with each other. Um, and, and especially because I wouldn't have believed it based on her kind of rant in the bar about how right. women are treated. Um, right. I, it just wouldn't have made character sense. And I, what I really love about this show, maybe above all else, is nothing was done, in my personal opinion, out of character. I Agreed. Th- no plot, no line. A lot of this was seemed very much in character, even though a lot of the jokes were along the same lines in terms of depending on from character to character. I still think they had a point of view from each character that would be saying those lines because like tonally, they're just keeping it the same overall. But I really dug this like um, th- this is 
I don't know. Like I've been thinking about what my favorite D since, you know, this DCEU has been like opened up and whatnot. I'm trying to think of like my three favorite things that the DC universe has done since then, but like movies, like what are my three favorite movies or TV shows that they have put out um, since this all happened? And like, I don't know, like, what do we consider the beginning of it? Like uh, what, how far back do you go? I, I, I have, I'm not looking at anything. I would probably guess the, the man of steel movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I the, the heart, I mean, I know that it's like seem almost, almost, I don't know if it's because there's less pressure on the characters, but like the Harley Quinn stuff is so good and she wasn't really that flushed out. This stuff is right. so good. And this wasn't that flushed out at the, at the start. So mm-hmm. there's definitely something to be said for these like outskirt characters yeah. that, you know, you can just do more with. Um, yeah. It's, There's it's so much pressure on Batman, Superman. There's a lot. You're absolutely yeah. right. And like they're making a Green Lantern core TV show for HBO Max, which I like am so excited about. And they're doing all this other cool stuff for HBO Max, um, like the Batwoman uh, TV show or the Batgirl TV show. I forget which one it is. Um, they're doing, uh, you know, they're doing the Penguin TV show based on Colin Farrell's Penguin from the, this movie. Um, oh, they like, are? Yeah, there's like a lot of cool stuff that DC is doing specifically for the um, HBO Max uh, uh, platform. Um, so like, I'm I'm really excited for what they're bringing to that. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna get my money. Then <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to not subscribe to any of these freaking streamers after a I while. Know. I gotta get my Amazon, my Lord of the Rings on Amazon. I gotta get. Oh, my Stranger Things on Netflix yeah. and all of my. It's re- Batgirl. It is Batgirl. It's Batgirl. Um, yeah. Who is playing Batgirl? Do they do uh, they know that? Yeah, yeah, they do. It's Leslie Grace. Oh, uh, you saw her in In the Heights. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Batgirl is Alicia Silverstone. Yes, some other Alicia, Alicia Silverstone is reprising her role. Got it. I just want yeah. to. I must make sure that's the right character. Yeah, yeah I didn't know it was like Bat Teen or like Bat Daughter. Well, there's, or like there's Bat also Bat Woman. There's Bat Girl. There's 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 a lot of bats. There's a, a lot, lot of people of flying around that Bat Cave. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we're getting. Uh. Well, I guess it's not considered. Te- is it considered DCEU that's going into that's the Batman coming up? This is all DCEU? No, this is that's a different. That's just a, a standalone Batman movie. It's not a again. TBD based on grow. Well, TBD. I mean, I I was yes, it could grow and it's going to grow. But also TBD on one, how much money makes it, how well it does. But two, what does the Flash do? Does the Flash pull that stuff in? You know what I mean? Like because he's going into the um, multiverses and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens there. I'm excited for that though. Um, So what do you think season two, any thoughts on how this, you know, what would, what we'd be dealing with or where we're leaving these characters and what we may see? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Something that I am excited for, for, I do, I think judo master, like you said earlier, is definitely going to be a part of season two. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if season two will be butterfly related or another thing that they have to come back together for. Um, I think the outing of Argus is going to have a big impact on season two. Um, But one thing I will say is, I absolutely love when teams are working on 
all cylinders. I know you have to break them up at some point to make interesting narrative. Um, like, but I, I really, really like when teams are, are just firing on all cylinders. Um, like in, I think we've talked about this, like, like on TV shows, um, superhero TV shows, when the best friend and the sister and the tech person all know that this person's a superhero and they all work together. That is a more fun dynamic to yeah. watch than like someone not knowing and hiding this secret. And now they're all broken apart for, a miscommunication like i hate that stuff like yeah. justify that for me so i'm hoping that season two just gives us a little bit of all of them working to coming back together for whatever reason and like don't have to figure out the kinks they're just like go 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 yeah they um, trust each other now yeah I, I, even if hardcore has to like sit out and she's like she's the like like geek in chair or whatever mm-hmm. it is for a little bit like that's also totally fine um but I just hope that if there, whatever the threat or whatever it needs to be, um, I just hope it's um, firing on all cylinders. Uh, what about I, you? I think you're. I think you're right. Um, that will be a relief to see. Uh, I think Judo Master is still out there. I mean, Goff is technically still out there. I don't know if it. I don't. I don't think it's going to come into a butterfly season, but it certainly mm-hmm. may. He might be involved and somehow. Maybe he'll be helpful. <laughs> you know, they're probably going to have to hide him because now the butterfly like initiative or whatever um, is sort of out outed. But I, I do sure. think that it'll be cool. Uh, I think you're right that we'll see just the per, the repercussions of this past season, both positive and negative mm-hmm. coming to play with Argus. And as you said, just what they've done this season. But I also think that there's, um, I think we're going to get some more about like Augie's home with all that stuff and the quantum basement. Oh, sure. That's I think a good there's, one. I think there's going to be some fun playing around either to figure out how to make that work for them or how it came to be. Um, but I think that might be, that's something that's like been left uh, unfinished. So that, yeah. that could be cool. I, I totally love where your head is going with those. So um, what would you, what would you give this, this show? 10 out of 10, wise? 10 eagly, 10 eaglies, 10 out of 10. Yeah. I think I'm going to give I, it a just, 10 also. Yeah. Uh, which is boring, no ex- but No, I mean, what a what a pleasant surprise especially alongside of Boba Fett where our expectations for Boba Fett and for this were so different and <laughs> And I mean, this was just a, a knocked it out of the park. Can't wait for season two. The fact that we can't wait for season two is enough to tell me that this is a 10 out of 10. Um, do I think it's a perfect show? No, nothing's perfect, except for maybe like perfect things. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I, but this was this was as close to perfect DCU as, as we've gotten so far. I, I just thought it was spectacular. I just had so much fun watching it. 10 out of 10 Eagles, no notes. Yeah, I, I I think it's weird that I didn't give all my episodes tens, but I think it a lot comes. I, I'm sometimes tempted that we just rate these shows at the end because like mm. it just plays in the the end how they tie it up and the finale and the penultimate all play into how much you you know resonated in each episode. So um, I'm giving it a ten, though I know that makes like very little sense when you look at my probably individual scores yeah. which were very high the whole way through yeah, but yeah. but when you see the finish and you're like oh this is so justified and they tied this up and we don't have loose ends really and it was funny and they brought the justice league <laughs> so um yeah it's a 10 and it was yeah it was just a relief um 
uh, something unexpected, especially given our mismatched expectations with Boba Fett at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was just Fettuccini. nice to have something. Yes, sorry, Robert. The book, the cookbook of Robert Fettuccini. It was just nice to have something to count on that was like always yeah. going to make you laugh. Um, Totally. I could not believe that I was worried woke, when I woke up this morning and watched it. I was like, am I going to have to tell Brian not to go on TikTok for fear of spoilers for yeah. Peacemaker? Yeah, and I time, was just, correct. Just yeah. follow that instinct. Well, that being said, follow us on TikTok. Um, I'm going to be totally honest with you. We're having a lot of fun on TikTok. It's, oh, a yeah. really, it's a really good visual medium to go with this podcast. We do a lot more reviews on there. Like we talk about trailers. We talk about, I talk about my Funko Pop collection on there a lot. We're talking about our trips to Disney as well as um, uh, Universal. Um, we just have a ton of nerd fun on there. Um, so we'd love for you to join us. That's um, at the Nerdverse. Po- what is it? At the Nerdverse Pod. The yeah, Nerdverse at- Pod at the Nerdverse Pod. Oh, right. The Nerdverse Pod. Check us out. We also have Instagram and and uh, Twitter, um, so you can connect with us there. But like, well, I, I I'm having a lot of fun on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> you sure are. I I will say this is a thing. Like when I listen to podcasts, I love to know more about the people I'm listening to. Sure. And TikTok and Instagram, though they may not be for everyone, or you may like one more than the other, you're gonna get more insight to us and what we're like in you know, normal life and yeah. what we do during the day and where we live. And I mean, not like you're going to stalk us, but you know what I mean? Like there, there you get insight to, you, we're more well-rounded, uh, you know, perception of us other than just behind the microphone. So I say go on just to get to know us more. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll post like, like today I showed my green lantern, um, Funko pop. I'll post that on Instagram so that you can all see what we were talking about during this. Yeah. And it, it really is helpful because it helps every it helps all of this grow. Um, and even if you yourself like don't have any of the family members that are super nerdy like you, I know you got a friend out there. Just talk yeah. to your friend. Be like, guys, Man. it's a great podcast. Joanna, we have like we have a lot of stuff to talk about in the next month. Like we're gonna do some Pixar fun stuff for everyone. Mm. We're gonna do um uh we're gonna do what else are we doing? We're doing we're gonna we're gonna Harry do Batman, Potter, Harry Potter. Uh, we're doing uh, we're gonna do a MCU. prep for MCU for multiverse. But like our next show really oh is end of March, um, Moon Knight. Yeah, so we have a lot of cool stuff in between then and uh, now for you. So definitely make sure to follow us on all these places. Yeah, well, nerds, don't fuck with my BFF. But we thank you so much for stopping by, and we hope you had just as much fun as we did. And we hope you will join us next time as we travel into another corner of the Nerdverse. And as we said before, make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Nerdverse Pod. Again, at the Nerdverse Pod. I will learn it, I promise. Um, <laughs> be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and rate and review us there. The ratings really do help us. And as a new universe and a multiverse of other nerdverses, the reviews and ratings are so very important for us to grow. Yeah. So leave those five-star ratings. And remember, 
We're both girls in the relationship. That's what being a lesbian is. Man, uh, her and Peacemaker's conversations. Her and are Vidge just, are they are to me like a, such a funny duo. Yeah, uh, uh, I love I love that episode where she's like, "Oh, that was Vigilante." <laughs> yeah, she she she's just very. Danielle Brooks is so charismatic with any actor or actress that she works with, and that that. That, that same thing for Orange is the New Black, or when I, I saw her on Broadway in uh, The Color Purple, um, and she, I think she's reprising her role in The Color Purple movie they're making, um, I think. Wow. Um, but I'm, well, Brian, you know where she got her, her roots? Where did she get her roots, Joanna? Um, at the Hangar Theater in that is Ithaca. True in Ithaca. <laughs> That's how we know her. Yeah. <laughs> Go Bombers. Okay, so the end of this episode, I was so after in this past episode that we just did when you talked about um, Ezra Miller like going on. Now I'm disappointed that the stinger in this wasn't that. However, I really like the sarcasm bits with um, Economos and Vigilante. I did too. I really, really hope that they release like not an assembled, but something that's like that for HBO where we can see. If they had this much improv throughout every episode of stuff we've not seen, like, I want that footage. I want yeah, that footage. Yeah, or at least put it on, on, on YouTube, HBO Max. Yeah, we or Jason, have... or, you know, James Gunn put, does a lot on Instagram, but, like, he, that's, that's, true, not that's a, true. there's so much to see. I, I need him yeah. to be dropping that constantly. And he's going to be starting to promote Guardians 3 next time, next thing we know, and we're just going to forget yeah. about old Peacemaker for a while. So the Hollywood, the Hollywood, the holiday episode to the movie or whatever it is. Right, which is coming this Yeah. This, this season, holiday this season. I think it's this season. I don't know. 